Try to tell them we up next. You can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk. He gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics. Nope. Niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong. But if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well. We try to tell you, baby. This might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. <laughs> That's it, one take. We're not even doing it again. Keep that, that's the one. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a lot of episode of This Might Not Go Well. Episode 85, we in the building. You already know who it is. It's the host with the most B Breeze, aka Poppy Sazon. Yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Slick Grayson. How y'all doing out there? Okay, okay. Uh, you know how this goes. Follow us on all social media at This Might Not Go Away. If you have any branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at thismightnotgoway at gmail.com. Episode 85, we in here. What's going on? Check Weekly check-ins. How you doing this week, brother? I'm chilling, bro. Uh, enjoying this last week of summer. Uh, Sean, you know, make sure everything is copacetic as I get ready to go back to work. Uh, I've been reading some books trying to keep my mind sharp. Uh, surgery healing is going pretty well. So I think I'm at like probably 80%, 85. I still can't pick nothing up for like the next three or three to six weeks. But, uh, I mean, it's gonna be a reason not to do no chores, <laughs> but I'm chilling. How you feeling? Going well, going well. Um, you know, just, um, you know, a little sad that the summer is, you know, gone and i'm feeling like what everybody else is feeling on social media i feel like this summer went by so quick and a lot of things didn't happen or i didn't do a lot of things so i don't know maybe i'm gonna try to enjoy the rest we got into the 22nd of september until fall officially begins so let's see why i'll try to do some other things but let's start this show breaking news donovan mitchell has been traded to the cleveland cavaliers and rj barrett got his rookie extension we talked about this last week so slick take it away uh, essentially uh donovan mitchell was traded to the cleveland cavaliers for colin sexton lori marketing and ochi abaji the 14th pick in this year's draft three unprotected first round picks from the cleveland cavaliers and two pick swaps all from the drafts from 2025 through 2029 so essentially what happened here is that the Knicks refused to cave to the demands of Danny Ainge and the Utah Jazz Brass. And when that happened, Cleveland came through with the, the picks that they were looking for, and they had some players that they were interested in. So I think this is kind of a win-win-win for all three units. Danny Ainge gets his draft picks, and a good young player who replaces a 6-1 scoring guard with a slightly not-as-good 6-1 scoring guard in Colin Sexton. The Cavaliers squad up. Them boys is nasty. What? Considering you got Evan Mobley who can guard anybody uh, Jared Allen, who's literally one of the most efficient centers and two-way centers in the game, Darius Garland is on the way up, and now you add a twenty-five plus point scorer to that mix. That's dope. The Knicks they signed one of their rookies to a very, very uh, thirty million. There's nothing to sneeze at, but a reasonable contract extension for what he's shown in his first three years, his market value, and they don't give up all of their any of their assets. They don't lose here. They maintain all those draft picks they accumulated to go. And go get a star player. And while Donald Mitchell is a star, we wish he, he was a Nick. But the asking price was atrocious. It was R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, O.B. Toppin, three first-round picks unprotected, multiple pick swaps. That's too much for a 6'1 guard who, <clears throat> by all accounts, you're giving up three great young pieces 
You're getting a guy who's going to give you the points, but then your backcourt is small, right? The only person that really lost in this trade is Donovan Mitchell because he ended up in Cleveland. He went from Utah to Utah of the East, which is the Cleveland Cavaliers. So a pretty strong team for him, but I'm pretty sure that's not a place he wants to live. But he's on the East Coast, probably closer to family. What's that drive from Cleveland to New York? Like 11 hours? He'll be all right. <laughs> and he got a three-year He got three years up on his deal. So at 28, he'll be a free agent if he really wants to be a Nick. The Knicks will have some cap space coming up around that time. They'll have some contracts they can move around if need be. So, who knows? Maybe we get Donovan Mitchell in the next couple of years. But until then, it's all good on my end. How you feel about it? Ah, oh, man. You know, as a Knicks fan, sometimes I don't understand what the Knicks be doing sometimes. We be drafting niggas that don't do shit for us but go to other teams and do well. We never go after a superstar. I don't know, man. I I just have to see what's the final game plan with the Knicks. You know, we got Brunson, RJ, and Julius. You know, on paper, we should at least get into into the play-in. That should be a minimum given the Eastern Conference. But being a Knicks fan, bro, it's so hard. (laughs) It's so hard because you never – because you want to have good faith. Because, like, last year, we was doing so well. Kemba started fucking up. <laughs> Julius Randle got into his head, started disrespecting the crowd. And then we just kind of fell apart towards the end. So it's like, as a Knicks fan, you can't even have high hopes because you kind of scared that niggas might disappoint you. That's facts. I hear you. But I think, too, like, as a fan, can't you take solace? I mean, I know... Everybody's like, we never draft high enough to get one of those, you know, all-time Luca, Trey Young kind of guys. Joel Embiid, we don't get those picks. The one time we had to pick was RJ. And he's a good player, but we missed out on Garland. We missed out on Zion, John Morant, and Darius Garland. I mean, we still got time for RJ. You know, sometimes wings take a while to develop if you're not super athletic. And then, two, do we think Donovan Mitchell's going to win us a championship? But I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't agree with that because we had chances to 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 draft people higher and we draft Porzingis. Porzingis, let's not do that. We draft some bullshit Don't do as Don't draft do picks. But we were fourth. Niggas that benefited off of our mistakes. But we drafted fourth at a time where it was like Joel and I mean, who was that? Was no, that was the John. Now that was D'Angelo Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, J- Jalil Okafor, right? If we didn't got Jalil Okafor, we'd have been even more mad. <laughs> and Cat, I mean, I mean, we don't play defense like that, so I'm we just, should be. We been and good. let's be honest, a lot of those are shitty years. Well, we've had a lot of shitty years. Management had drafted and traded picks for players that never panned out, or they were great till they became Knicks. There's a trend of players coming to the Knicks and just falling off a cliff because they can't handle being living in New York. And then also, not saying that would happen to Donovan Mitchell, but if Donovan Mitchell was 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, I think this is a no-brainer because it's like he has the size requisite to, you know, do some great things on the court. He's 6'1". You know who else is 6'1"? Kemba Walker. And you know, and Donovan Mitchell's game, as good a shooter as he is, depends on his athleticism. You know his game depends on athleticism? Not so much running and jumping, but the elevation he got on his jump shot and his speed? Kemba Walker. Donovan Mitchell... For the next three years of this deal, he might be solid. But historically, small guards tend to fall off a cliff a lot faster. Small athletic guards. You look at a guy like Chris Paul, he lo- he's a- an exception to the rule because, he yeah, he's 6'1", 6'2", maybe on a good day. But 
he also has control of the ball. He's a great assister. He plays defense. He compensated when he lost athleticism. A lot of these other small guards can't do that. You know, if you're a scorer, that's the one thing the NBA can always find. You can always find more scorers. So I'm not totally heartbroken about this. If it was like, hmm, if it was the kid from OKC, Shea Gilgis, I'd be crying right now. That boy is nasty. You go after him, Dan Donovan? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. I think he's two years younger. He's about five inches taller. And he's always in control. He could play either guard spot. You put a 6'5 Shea Gilgis between R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson, oh, that's pick your poison. He's one of the more efficient guards in the NBA. We just don't get to appreciate it because he plays in OKC. But that boy is a problem. I take Shea Gilgis over Donovan Mitchell because, like I said, his game I think will age better. Donovan Mitchell is one bad knee injury away, and a lot of players are this, but he's one bad knee injury away from just being. Hmm, who can I compare him to? Somebody that can score from being Jordan Clarkson. But Jordan Clarkson is doing well. He was a. He's doing well. If Jordan, would you trade three first round picks and some young players for Jordan Clarkson? You know, he's like, he's basically like a J.R. Smith. So, you know. Would you trade three first round picks for J.R. Smith? <laughs> Which one? We got, we got the <laughs> no, nigga. No, nigga. <laughs> That's my point. I think that if you make one of those big superstars, like Cleveland is straight. If something happens where Donovan Mitchell is their fourth best player, that's fine. Because two of the, their top four players are younger than him. So there's a chance Evan Mobley is going to be better than him. Darius Garland, by and large, playing the point guard is more valuable than him to me, right? He all he has to focus on right now is scoring. And not I ain't gonna lie, Darius Garland got Saxon the fuck out of it because it was supposed to be Saxon team, and then yeah, nah, Garland came and just basically but, took everything. From but that think game. about that, Donovan Mitchell, a six-one shooting guard, got traded for essentially Colin Sexton, another six-one shooting guard, and they what were they trying to pay Colin Sexton? Eight million dollars a year. He lucked out and got eighteen, but it's like. As the, the one thing these kids coming to the league know how to do is score. There will be another Donovan Mitchell. Not saying the Knicks will get him, but there will be opportunities. You feel me? Mm-hmm. If it was like a like a Shea Gilgis or uh who else? Who would be somebody that would look good in a Knicks uniform? I'm not even trying to do like the Lucas. Like those is like once in a generation plays. But guys that like a DeJounte Murray, guys like that who you could say, all right, late round picks, those are guys. Shea Gilgis was the four, 13th pick in the draft. Freaking uh, um, what's his name? Ah, I just said his name too. Dejounte Murray. He was the 29th pick in the first round. Kevin Porter Jr. 30th pick in the first round. These guys are out there. It's just on scouting to find them. Donovan Mitchell, 14th pick of the first round, or 13th pick, something like that, right? So it's mm-hmm. like the Knicks are unpositioned to find these players, and I'd rather draft one and develop them, uh, or you know, find one than have to pay them when they're maxed out and potentially got some some wear and tear on their body. But uh. all right, I mean, I really got to see. I feel like this upcoming NBA season, especially now, I'm gonna lie, I might have to get 2K off the release of that of of that J Cole of that J Cole cover. I might actually have to purchase the physical copy, bro. Oh no, I seen that. That shit fire. I feel like I'm gonna wait till October because I know it's gonna go on sale. Well, Black Friday will be fifty percent off. I'll just buy the. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll just buy the Legends Edition on Black Friday. I paid the sixty bucks at that point. I'm not falling for the scams no more. I'm mad. I paid forty six for mine, and then it was like thirty dollars a week later. I was pissed. Oh yeah, it was. It was. Low, it was lower than that. At one point, it was nineteen dollars. Oh shit! Then 
Fuck you yeah. know damn well I'm wait that bitch out. I can still play two K twenty two. Me because because you know because you know what you gonna call it. You know after after the holidays nobody really fucks with two K anymore because all the tryhards done fucking fucked up the whole park and everything. That's a fact. The niggas that they make that, the you know, that, you know that's crazy. Shorty dad looked me in the face when I was playing Cold She's like, "Why don't you make no money for this?" I was like, "Babe, I'm not that good." <laughs> First of all. <laughs> Wait, nah, nah, nah. I would have flicked her because she disrespected you, partner. Nah, you over here, money. Yeah, she, she does shot at me. She does shot at me. But I was just like, yo, that's the funny part about the generation we live in right now. Like, you could literally make money just playing video games. I was watching the shine. One of the main characters, Kev, was in an underground gaming league making bank. Like making thousands of dollars. His mother saw that money in his drawings, thought he was selling drugs. He told her the truth and she blacked on him. I was like, look at here. Now you're going to make your son sell drugs and hide his money. Look, because now you can really get some bread outside, literally just playing games. Like, literally, the same shit we're doing right now, recording this podcast could be monetized. You can make money in the crib. That's a fact. The Twitch, what? I, I remember T Grizzly is making a couple six figures a month off, off of this shit. Just playing GTA. Like, what? All, all, most YouTubers twitch on the side. I'm like, yo, pre- I don't understand. People really enjoy watching other people play games. I feel like they feel like they're connected to you. They kind of like it, it's a weird, it's a weird environment. If you had told me as a kid, especially gaming overall, gaming and anime, if you had told me gaming and anime would have become popular as it is now, I would look at you stupid. Because you know, and all. Because one thing, one thing, one thing about anime. I'm a, this was off the docket, but one thing about anime, I kind of hate all you anime likers now. Because you wasn't back, y'all niggas wasn't back then where niggas used to get clown for watching anime. The only shit you could have really said to niggas is Dragon Ball Z. That's a fact. That's the That's only thing. Maybe you Poke- said. Maybe Pokemon. If you had to, if you had the Game Boy, which when y'all was playing in the lunchroom, that you, you get Yu Gi Oh a little bit. If it had a card game or something yeah. competitive, you can get it all, but. Yeah, you know niggas used to get robbed for their Yu-Gi-Oh because niggas was selling that shit like hotcakes. OD. But you know, <laughs> anime, yo, you used to get clown for watching anime. But now, yo, that's like literally even like the girls is on that shit heavy. Women are on anime heavy. All even the thug niggas is watching niggas is gangbanging by watching Naruto. I'm watching a lot of rap battles. Niggas having Naruto bars, Vegeta bars. Final Flash attack. I'm like, yo, since when y'all niggas? And it got like, it got, you know, integrated in black culture crazy. Like, look at Megan Thee Stallion, the Sailor Moon shit that she wore in her Tokyo performance. She was turning on like Sailor Moon never looked like this. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll do a more deep dive, maybe on our Patreon. But this is the topic that I really want to talk about this episode because, oh my God, this, this, this Patreon exclusive episode of the Joe Button podcast, when they had when they confronted the new jumper founder Adam Twenty Two about reposting content of Kevin Samuel and how he is monetizing off of black trauma. I bro, I don't even know where to begin. Did you see it? Did you see I a little clip? Didn't stuff? see it. I've seen some of the clips like. I don't fuck with Adam Twenty Two. They did. They, they just posted a full episode on a YouTube page today, so they only dropped clips so far. Yeah, no, I have seen some clips, but I'm like, I don't fuck with Adam Twenty Two. He's literally the male equivalent of Yes Jules to me. And what I mean by that is that, as a white person, you come into black spaces because it's the cool thing to do and kind of make it like your persona. 
you make it kind of like you're monetizing, you're building your brand of shit you know nothing about. This doesn't our, our culture doesn't concern you. I don't fuck with it. Oh, I gotta disagree with you. You always I'm disagree with me, but it's, it's the truth. <laughs> this is the truth. I, I, it's not the truth. He's not. He. I don't because I want to. I want to safely unpack this. He is not monetizing off of black trauma. First of all, he's actually he's actually given a lot to the culture of today. Not to hip hop per se, but he didn't get into hip hop. He started off as a BMX owner of the Come Up, and then he started a lot of BMX. A lot of rappers was into BMX, which I'm shocked by, like Playboy Cardi, Little Uzi, all the weird niggas. All the yeah, they 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 was into BMX, so they used to come to his shop, and he built a relationship with them, and then he started doing a podcast with them. And he was very good friends with Exxon So what him and Exxon used to do. Used to travel around, and you know, Exercitatio was good with Little Pump, and then they got good with Little Pump, Smoke Perp, and they was doing a whole underground rap scene until all them niggas blowed up, and then that's what got him his sort of his start in in the No Jumper case and start building his brand. So I can't really call him a culture vulture or put the label of Yes Jewels on him because he literally he was literally helping pe- people out, and he was also within the culture, learning stuff, and he's been a, a big fan of it. And he's lived in New York. He understands it and he pays attention. And also on his platform, he employs a lot of people of the culture. A lot of, a lot of people in, on the No Jump, because everybody thinks of No Jumper as just his uh, his podcast. No, on the No Jumper Network, there is like close to 10 shows, majority run by black folks <laughs> and and a couple of Hispanic folks. And they talk about everything. And he don't, and he's not, he's not to me, he's not a DJ Vlad when he's asking federal questions, even though I don't think Vlad asks federal questions, but he's asking questions that the fans are asking. And I and my point against the Joe Button stuff is when are we gonna have accountability? Because they talked about the FBG Cash situation. FBG Cash passed away recently. But I can't fault him for asking questions about Lil Dirk because F- G Cash is making songs about Little Dirk. They've been publicly beefing over ten years, and FBG Duck, FBG Cash, and FBG Duck been doing interviews since 2012. So it's not something that they easily get manipulated to into talking about. They thrive off of this. So for 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 Joe to confront him, especially on the Kevin Samuels, because one because now we just go to Kevin Samuels real quick. He hated that. Adam 22 released the clips of an interview that was already published once Kevin Samuels passed away. And he said that you're monetizing off of this man's death. And I was like, no, this interview already been out. Everybody posts clips of the person when the person dies. It's sort of like radio when a, a, a rapper dies. They play nothing but their music at that time. So for, for, for Joe to sit here and confront him on that and say that, yo, you're you're like Trump uh, monetizing off of black trauma, I, I highly disagree. Now I can understand if he po- he posts Kevin Samuels off of off of negative light, off a of video that off an of interview that they never published before, just to get some cash grab stuff, but this interview already been out. And he's just posting clips of it, which he at the time when he released the interview, he didn't have a clips channel. Now he does have a clips channel. That's something that belongs in the YouTube trends. When you build enough of a brand of your channel, you make a clips channel. 
So where a lot of people don't like watching podcasts episodes now if we was big enough we would do a clips channel ourselves if, if, if our platform was big but that's what news that's what the youtube trend is especially for people who does podcasts they have their official podcast page and then they have a clips page where they post number of clips that would draw in the fans and i guess joe kind of disagree with that but i'll let you talk because i've been talking for a good minute <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, i'm just not the biggest fan of adam 22 i feel like a lot of our, I mean, I guess since you put what he came, how he came up with, that's cool. I give him that, but I just again keep 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 the white folks away from the from the culture. That's just my my thought process on it. Hundred percent of my thought process on it because I'm like, it's a lot of people. It's like it's like my Eminem theory. It's a lot of people that can do what you do that don't get that same love. But I mean, if it was already posted, there's nothing wrong with reposting it because it's not like a lot of other people weren't take, still clipping some of the stuff that he said and still posting. And he, him, actually having published an interview before. Change the circumstances, Joe, and we always know this. Joe Budden, every once in a while, doesn't take his medicine and blacks on somebody <laughs> for something that's entirely plausible. It's okay. It was nasty. It was it was basically four on one. And I applaud him just alone but for standing like, his ground against four against one. Yeah, I mean, but he's in their space. What he gonna do? Fight? <laughs> you gonna fight niggas on their platform? And also, too, it's like, yo, at the same point, it's like when you think about the amount of, I guess, hate and vitriol that Kevin Sanders elicited for certain people. He probably just felt like it wasn't the time. Like, give it some time, like, or just revisit. And, but I think he, I did see he made a point. Like, these are questions people want to know. These things people wanted to see. They were already out. It was already out. I just clipped it together so that they could see more of it. Like, there's arguments made on both ends. That's why I'm kind of like, I just stay away from it. Like, yeah, because 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 you know when someone dies, if someone that you didn't know of, like, who's a rapper that recently passed? All the niggas okay. you talk about on this podcast. <laughs> I'm like Jada Youngin. Um, I I I I have known of Jada Youngin, especially because I listen to Youngin Ace and Fredo Bang. Cause you know Fredo Bang is my guy, guy. Fredo's now fuck with his music. So I I have heard some songs of him, but after he passed away, guess what I did? I I looked up some of his songs. I looked up some of the interview to see what type of person. It's sort of the same thing because like for Kevin Samuels, especially a guy who trend on Twitter a lot. A lot of people probably was like, yo, why is this guy, why is this old nigga trending for? <laughs> so, you know, what's the natural thing? You go look him up. So I think him putting the clips actually helps Kevin Samuel case in the in in and supporting his message. Cause one of the things that Kevin Samuel always talked about is what he does and what and what his YouTube is is to help spread a message and you might disagree. I'm not saying he. Once again, I have to say this because you know they're gonna come for me about hating yeah, black women. When, like yeah, Kevin they, they think you hate black women, bro. It's, I don't know if it's nothing you can say. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once again, I do not agree with every idea of Kevin Samuels. You know, there's some parts that you can take, whether that's you want to take it or not. But he was he. One of his goals was to spread his message around. So him reposting the clip actually helps with sort of the the dream of Kevin Samuels of having this and allowing people to fully understand him without because you if you somebody who just looked on Twitter, you would have thought the whole world hated Kevin Samuels. That's because Twitter is ran by 90% women. <laughs> yeah. So so now you have now you go on YouTube you realize, oh shit, wait, he actually had a following. Oh wait, niggas actually fuck with his idea. He was doing that. So so for for Kev for for um for Joe Button to get at him. And the thing about Joe Button, which I don't like about what Joe Button does sometimes is if it's not the way he handles things, he doesn't agree with it or he doesn't understand it. That's true. Because he may 
he made he made a point where like yo we invited maxo cream if you don't know he's a texas rapper he's a texas crip rapper and he he we know he had beef with this rapper we didn't we didn't ask him that question all right that's good for you you're old nigga you in your 40s and you have two 40 old niggas next to you <laughs> that's something that you might not be into but adam is with the young crowd his his platform is dedicated to younger folks. It always has been since he's been hanging with XS Sensation. All them niggas have them questions that are going to ask. Now, Maxo Cream or a lot of rapper like FBG Cash can make the conscious awareness of not answering that question. And it shows that Joe Button never really listened to the No Jumper platform because there have been gangster rappers, especially from LA and other places, who decline questions and Adam22 don't press on like DJ Vlad. He let it go, and he's is not as messy. And there's a lot of thing about it too. Is Joe Button just went off of a off of a clip? Thumbnail, oh yeah, off of clips and um, thumbnails and stuff without actually looking at what he does on his platform. If you look, if you look at what Adam Twenty Two does on his platform, you wouldn't call him traumatizing off a of black. You want to you wouldn't call him monetizing off a of black trauma of what he does on his platform. Because he has he has shows he he put on rappers on there he has he has T Rail he has A D that's a fast singer nigga right T Rail yeah I mean he probably uh, does put he probably does that's a fast T Rail is a uh, is a nigga that has you know he's a little crippled you know oh he was I thought he he a Hoover nigga but you know it's, it's yeah <laughs> but I just say I just say I was just I was highly disappointed in the Joe Button podcast and the and and how they handled that whole interview and I just felt like they didn't really do enough research and they kind of kind of had energy for other people and they kind of all directed it towards Adam, Adam 22. 22 and I felt like wait, Adam 22 doesn't deserve all that smoke so that was my whole synopsis on that I get that I think too it's also different errors like you said the younger I think too I think they probably wanted more media responsibility I guess not and this probably was misplaced they probably just prescribed like this uh I guess there's renegade reporting to him and it's not really an Adam 22 thing, but I guess for his crowd, they do want to know some wild shit that probably is not, what's the word I'm looking for? Probably not kosher <laughs> to be asking other, <laughs> other questions, you know? So I'll give him that. But, but my question for you slick is do these rappers have any accountability of what they put in their music? Absolutely not. But that's, that's how they make their bread. And I guess that says that goes to Adam Twenty Two as well. That's how he makes his money. But as also like because they talk about the FBG Cash and FBG Duck. If you listen to their music, not all their music is about this and dead dudes, but at least for FBG, um, FBG Cash before he passed away, and he even passed away off of some gang stuff. He passed away off of um, conflict with uh, a nigga's girl and shit like that. So it wasn't even typically a gangbanger that. Uh, a, a rival op that got to him so that's different for most cases but like these rappers are this are smoking deads if you listen to new york drill rapper music these niggas are smoking niggas deads and all their songs or is the interviewer not supposed to ask nothing regarding the music and what's the music saying well, i guess there's a way to go about it but yeah they are You're supposed to ask the questions you gotta ask the tough ones if your favorite song is "Smoking Tuca," what 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 the interview is supposed to say? Um, yeah, I see in your lyrics, you're 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 dissing this 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 person. You're saying in your tracks, you 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 relish in that moment. 
and and for and for and for veteran rappers who've been in the game, especially from Chicago, they've been talking about this for over a decade. There's some level of accountability that rappers got to take about this, and you can't necessarily blame it on media such as Adam Twenty Two and DJ Academics. It's true. They are they're getting popularity in their own town. So you right. I went on a whole stupid rant. <laughs> but what's your thoughts on the DJ Khaled album? <clears throat> I think somebody, the tweet was perfect when they said this DJ Khaled is the fast and the furious of, of hip hop right now. Just putting out projects that nobody asked for. And I think that I look at his music the way I look at the fast and the furious. I'm going with no expectations so that when something is good, I'm mildly surprised. And when something is wild, I'm like, oh, well, I didn't really care that much. Anyway. It's not like I'm not emotionally invested in his music, but this was a solid album. That whole verse was not overhyped. It was a good verse. Um, I think normally when a Khaled album, I probably have like four or five songs I like. So far, I think the album was well constructed. I mean, it's at least going to get a couple more spins. Probably, I, I didn't like the Jamaican song. I'm not going to lie. Maybe that's because I'm American. But <laughs> I didn't like it. Like, it came on. I looked at Shorty. I was like, yeah, turn that shit off. Let's go next. But it was a solid outing. He puts, I, you know what my favorite shit on that shit is? It's the shit what? with Kodak and uh and uh Nardo Wick. That's my shit, boy. What? <laughs> That's my shit. That shit come on. I'm like, all right, I can fuck with this. But that whole verse was solid. Um, Lil Durk had a uh, probably one of the verses of the year on that shit. You said that about Lil Durk verse every three weeks, bro. <laughs> Lil Durk is that nigga. Yeah. All right. I don't want to be shot. But yeah, no, nah, I I enjoyed it. It was cool. Like I said, it's like it's like how I watched Fast Nine or whatever the last Fast Nine was. I, wait, I waited till that shit came on streaming. I sat, I was in a moment where I ain't had shit to do. I watched it. I laughed. I enjoyed it. I was like, well, that shit would never happen. And I called it a day. I never had to go back to it. So I'm probably do the same with this. I'm going to bump this for a little while. Probably keep the same three songs in about a month and then move on to when he drops another one next year. I agree with you. This was a, I wasn't too excited for this album. I know everybody's going crazy off the Jay-Z verse. We're going to talk about it. But this was really a, a, a typical DJ Khaled album. If you listen to the last couple albums he had, he always have a, a, a one Jamaican song. Mm-hmm. He always have one Jamaican song. He's gonna have um he's gonna have at least one or two girl tracks. He's gonna have he's gonna have a street nigga track, and then he's gonna have someone talk their shit. And luck and but my my I wanna give him credit because when the rappers get on the DJ Khaled shit, they don't play. They don't play, and especially a, a, a rapper like Jay Z, rising up to the occasion like that to really and do it on that Nas track last album. Really shit on niggas. Woo! And do it on that last track he did with them, him and Nas, that overhyped shit. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> um, but, I, but that's the thing with Khaled is like Khaled gets you more hype for the names on the most of most of his projects since his first like initial two or three. He'll get you hype for the names on the project, and then the song be mediocre. I think the fact that he didn't do the full out, full rollout shit he normally do, he just kind of like, oh, the vocals is in, and then the album's coming out a week later. It's like, all right, nobody had a chance to get overhyped. It's like, let's, let, all right, nigga, we know it's, he's like that annoying cousin who, you know, sometimes he be on some bullshit, but then every once in a while he take you to a lit ass event, you be like, oh, okay, my nigga, I didn't expect it this time. I had fun this time. Like that's real shit. That's who Khaled is. So you can enjoy that shit a little bit. That's why I said this one. I was like, I felt like there wasn't any lazy composition. And it's not mm. if that makes sense. I feel like sometimes it's like you look at the names like, oh, that's what these niggas did. You got Travis Scott and Nas in the song, but this is the best they could do. Or you just gave them the beat and said, here, this all you had in the budget. 
this was like, all right, y'all, come through. I need an outing. I need a number one. Hopefully he gets it because when Tyler beat him, he was tight. <laughs> that nigga had oh, bill- yeah. that nigga had billboards in Manhattan and shit to come out second. <laughs> so I think he's gonna do well. What you thought about the Jay Z verse? That shit had the internet. I played it twice. All fire. I think it's been a while since we heard Hope talk shit. Last time Hope really got into his bag and his pocket was four four four. You know, his other projects was definitely him and Wifey, so he wasn't so much in his bag or, you know, sporadic features. The J Electronica joint, you know, it was cool until it wasn't. Not like it was a good album, but like it fizzled out of our, our consciousness really quickly. I think 444 is the last time we really heard Hove heard Hov talk his shit. And it just reminds you, like, yo, Hove is that man. Don't let, like, all the money and everything. He getting that booth and he's motivated. He's Jordan. He's Jordan. I ain't gonna hold you. He really, he really shitted on that shit. And he and he and he ain't and the thing about what I love about Hove is how he flex on niggas. His flex is different. You know how some niggas be talking about oh my wrist, my chain. Nigga, he's like, yo, I made three fucking billionaires, but I'm the first one. Like, how you get that shit off, bro? Nigga address beef like I got nigga out of jail. We can never be at odds. Like that's some gangster shit. Meek, you for having his son, Meek. I don't care what the hell else you do in your career. You forever that nigga son after that ball of it. And I don't think Meek minds that. I don't think it was even really a diss. It was just like, yo, like the internet was like, yo, there's something wrong with you and Meek. Like, nah, nigga, I got him out of jail. There's nothing that we can ever be like, there's no disrespect he can send my way. There's no, like, no malice coming from, like, we did that. Like, that's real grown man shit. That's how you handle business. Like, I'm going to do for you. You don't owe it to me to stay by my side. And if you don't, keep it cordial, nigga. Like, I'm cool. No, no. Now you might you might disagree with me with this little small hot take. I think this 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 verse was had a little had a little shot at Drake. Probably did. They always take shots at each other on their respective songs. Because because you, you remember you remember you remember what um what Nicki Minaj was saying about Drake being a billionaire, possibly being a billionaire previously in like one of her stories. I think my boy. I yo, we gotta really do a deep dive one of these days against Jay Z and Drake. Like, is the competitiveness, but they constantly they show each other love too. So it's kind of like crazy because like every time Drake has an album, Hov always jumps on it, and he doesn't really jump on a lot of people's shit. He don't. He don't even jump on Kanye shit. No, he's on jail. But yeah, so so for him to go on that and do what he doesn't, but still kind of throw a little shots. But and, and don't get me wrong. Drake is going to come up with some shit throwing shit too. <laughs> I just love the little competitive battle that they have. But Hope is that nigga. Absolutely. We can, we can now, speaking on music, what you thought about the whole FM Mecca, the AI artist that Capitol Records had? Now, you know, damn well, I saw that shit and then scroll right past it. I did not give a fuck. What did niggas thought about creating an artificial human, having him saying nigga and doing all this? Looking like six nine, a little pump, got it together. What they thought the public was going like, yo, I'm starting to think that I'm starting to really think that them niggas really starting to think that we slow as people. I don't think that. I think that with all the talk, they of the, really thought that he could get that shit over us, bro. But I think all the talk of the metaverse, I think all the talk about things going digital, I think all the avatar shit, I think that 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 was just like in a in a in a boardroom. I can see how it makes sense. We're going to put together this digital artist, strictly put out his stuff as NFTs, strictly, you know. I think that the delivery 
a little light skinned white boy with dreadlocks and face tattoos saying nigga. That's the part where they probably should have been like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me let's break this back. Let's really think about yeah. this. So it's like that shit gonna make it because all it takes is one it's a cracker saying nigga. Never mind. <laughs> That's all it takes for one person yeah. to turn that shit sideways. But it's also like the idea is there. It's not gonna be the last one we see. I guarantee oh, you know what it's gonna come back as a singer. That's how, that's gonna be the next virtual like a artificial intelligent art um thing. And it wasn't even AI. It was somebody doing the voice and rapping the shit. So like AI is like that shit's coming up with its own shit. So so that makes it even worse to me, bro. It's cause like, yo, what do you really think about hip hop? That you can dress up this way, they do been, all of this, but then they nigga and rap the way, and you waste a good gunner verse too. Which I'm that's why I'm I'm kind of mostly upset because gunner really floated on that track. And now, now Capitol Records is deleting that shit all across the board now. Yeah, I mean, but then you also got to kind of just look at it like hip hop is a commodity to these businesses. And Tank said it best. Tank said, if you want to break an army record, you need five hundred thousand. For a hip hop record, you need three hundred dollars in a SoundCloud account. Buy the beat, get the licensing, mix it down on whatever audio program on your MacBook, your high end MacBook, and put it out. Right. So hip hop is low cost up front. For high profits on the back end, sometimes immediately, right? So if you're telling me now I don't even got to pay an artist, I can literally have somebody code me up or make a video game avatar, and this way I control everything. I mean, I'm not even really paying for like clothes. There, the budget doesn't go to anything, so I'm getting the budget for myself, where I'm just paying somebody to code this shit out and then make the mm-hmm. music. Man, that's easy pickings. Which is why I said well, this isn't the last time we're going to see one. They're going to figure out. You know what it is? They're going to do it. They're going to put it in something like Fortnite or one of those video games where, like, you know, or like I don't want to say Sims, but like one of those like metaverse joints where people are really going to be locked in, and you're going to start seeing people coming out with dropping their SoundCloud music as virtual avatars. But that's crazy to me. But that's really what life we about to live in a few. Well, years. think about it. Before this 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 market realignment, how much money was in crypto? Crypto isn't real physical money. That's digital currency that had value. How many people were millionaires off of Ethereum and Bitcoin? Think about that. This is not realistic money. Well, it's not physical. Like it's like you transfer that stuff into it. They're just simply transferring music and art into a virtual avatar. And we're going to market it that way. And I guarantee you, if they figure out the right mix of what they could allow, they allow people to customize what that artist looks like, they're going to make a lot of fucking money. So they were the first. They won't be the last. Oh, man. Uh, well, I hope I hope it's the last for a while now because this is kind of like... And, and also, he's still going off, too. If you look on his YouTube page, he's still releasing more stuff on it, just like portraying a gangster and I'm just like yo this is really giving me 6 9 type of vibes oh the, the guy that was doing the voice yeah I mean he's I, not letting go he's actually not just he's, just, he's just in capital and I'm just like bro and then he also claiming that they didn't pay him so he even claiming the whole you know how the rappers be talking about the labels gonna give them shit and be robbing them he even portraying that shit but I'm like bro what you thought what you thought nigga you release your track and Nick, he got, they got backlash you think them niggas was gonna still pay you for your shit? Absolutely. I mean, he did a survey. He should get something. But he ain't gonna get what he thought he spoke. He, he think he knew that he thought that shit was fire. He thought he was about to eat. Nah, bro. It's a clip. He got As a cat. Now, what's your thoughts on Stacey Dash finding out DMX died a year later? Stacey Dash has not been a part of the black community in about ten years. 
So the fact that she didn't, that she even if this wasn't a clout, if she really genuinely didn't know, it doesn't surprise me. How many white people do you think know DMX passed away? How many white people do you think know who DMX is? <laughs> Come on now, we went, we, we spent a couple white people. You know they go crazy for stop. They go, they go crazy for up in here, up in here. Yeah, Y'all go make me a select. I've been an all white function. I haven't been to one in a long time, but I'm saying there are white conservatives. Who probably can't? Do, they know his music. They don't know he's dead. Yeah, they ain't give a fuck. So the fact that Stacey Dash has been on her her conservative bullshit, like I said, this they, could, they, it, they did something together, right? Either a movie or a show or something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. But I literally was not surprised when she said that. I was like, "Oh, you was in a sunken place. You would never know that DMX passed away because Fox News didn't talk about it." <laughs> My girl, my girl is sober now. <laughs> Shout out to her now. You feel me? I I still love Stacey Dash. Clueless, bro. That bitch is a sellout. Fuck her. Come on. K- Kanye West. Yeah. Her Kanye nipples in West video. I remember. Stacey but... Dash forever for have a heart have a heart in my system. You know? Come on yeah, now. Sometimes a pretty face don't equal a, a good person. That's how I realized it. And Stacey Dash has made some very questionable personal decisions. He's six years and one month clean what's that got to do with her being an asshole or being dumb <laughs> why do i care i'm really i'm sorry i'm really on that type of time like you're just a shitty person i don't got time for you like i don't okay. give a fuck what you're going through in your life like i, I don't wish well, i don't wish bad on you but it's also like all right nigga like that shit really didn't move me i was like oh well I, a lot of middle-aged white women don't know dmx passed away and it's sad but it's like he wasn't he didn't mean as much to them as he meant to us yeah once he stopped true. once he stopped making hit records for them they didn't white people ain't care no more it was a moment in time. I'm pretty sure there's some white people that we nah. Black people love white people a lot. <laughs> All the oh yeah, yeah. Yo, niggas it, go crazy yeah. off of Bob Streisand or some shit say, like. Yeah. That. If a famous white per- <laughs> if a famous white person died, niggas be sad. So I be I can't front. <laughs> <laughs> now now, now Nick Cannon is having a new baby. Now the reason why I put this on the docket is why do motherfuckers care about him impregnating a lot. A, it's one of the baby moms that he already has Because it's not conventional Why do niggas care about what he's doing? Because it's not conventional And it's a lot of times it's easier to point out Something that unconventional that someone else does And what's going on in your life It's social media It's, t- it's bro, a topic Bro, it's, it, the thing about it is These women It's not these women are blind to him having other kids They're actively having the kids with him So and he's spending a, a block a, on a He spent the block on a couple, didn't he? Yeah Like two or three <laughs> Because this one that he's having a baby one, he already had um he already he had um twins with this one. All right, so, that's so he making a lot more one. He got three with her. So, he got two with Mariah. That's twins. Another one he has yeah. two with, right? Yeah. So look, no, no, no. I think I think he only have two sets of twins. Oh, I'm talking about like two children. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying like he doesn't have another baby mother where he has two separate children with, not twins. I believe so. So look, that's what three baby mamas, four baby mamas, and then what he got like three more out there. He's famous. How many famous people that? If you go on some people's Wikipedia pages and see how many fucking kids they have, <laughs> come just on now. And it's not like he financially can't help them niggas. Now, now what I do kind of agree with some of Twitter is. When they grow up, how is he going to manage attending a whole bunch of shit, though? Because, you know, them little niggas be having fucking games and debates and all that. Put them I don't on, think you put them given, on the same school. Given how Nick is a workaholic, I don't know how you're going to make time for that. Put them niggas on the same school. <laughs> Get the same schedule. <laughs> 
You gotta pick up one. You gotta pick up all ten of them motherfuckers. It's fine. Like, that's the only. That's the only thing I would kind of agree is like, hey, are you gonna really be? Because I, I feel like he he would be a great father, but it's just after a while you got fucking ten kids, bro. Like, but then it's like it ain't about being, a, it ain't about having time. It's like, nigga, I don't think there's enough time for you to. Interact I mean, but whose father went to all day shit? I think my father only showed up to graduations and basketball games. If I'll be honest, that's how sad. That's how sad. But that's, that's, no, that's, that's typical. True. That's typical. That nigga, I'm pretty shit, sure he missed a couple graduations. Not how I think about it. He was late to a few. So, like at that point, who cares? Yeah, my father's only been to graduation. He barely went to any of my, my games or anything. I like, want to say I ain't invite the nigga to much else. So, okay. Yeah. Your dad, Nick Cannon. They don't know that a lot of the world see your father is corny. I fuck with the guy, but I, so they be okay. Like, your dad's corny. It's fine. He's a rich bitch. Yeah, the fuck sixteen. I'm getting a fucking Lambo. Like, yep. what the fuck yep. you getting at age sixteen? You feel me? I just now, watched, I just watched that movie he did with Chris Brown and she bullshit. Nick Cannon pretending to be an elite basketball player was the funniest shit I ever seen in my life. Cause that you could tell from his movements that nigga trashed. <laughs> Yo, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna lie. Nick is like probably the most corniest but uncorny nigga in the industry because he's not corny. But some of the shit that he has done in his career is corny. You get what I mean? I think it's I think it's more so white humor. I think he realized where the bag is at. If you can make white people laugh and feel safe, you good. Because think about oh, it. But I, I, I could never question quit. Nick 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 numbers <laughs> his jerseys in the Raptor. This nigga been on TV since he was fourteen. It's like he was, he always got a bag. Always got a she. Always he got multiple broke. shows. He always had the he always had the women. And he put on a he put. Think about the people he's put on. Like he gave Cat a platform, he gave fucking Mikey Day a platform. Like all these guys from the original Wild and Out is big time players in the comedy market, and now he got eighty five South, Justina Valentine. Like all these people, pretty he put pretty view. He's taking the taking the battle rappers, the Instagram people, and giving them a platform, and they're putting on. They're, they, he gave them the ball, and they're running with it. So exactly. So I so so Nick always good in my book. Absolutely. Now it's been going. Going crazy in the media now, man. Slick, are you a munch? Don't fucking curse at me. <laughs> Yo, now everybody's been going crazy off of this new Ice Spice song, Munch. You want to play a little quick snippet? Sure. Stop playing with them, Ryan. You thought I was killing you? No. That nigga munch. Nigga either he ate it for lunch. Bitch on my body, I get what I want. Like you thought I was feeling you? No, I was feeling you. That nigga munch. Nigga either he ate it for lunch. Bitch on my body, I get what I want. Like get what I want. Bitch like. stay balanced, keep it a beam. Know they be mad, I be on the scene. Ask too fat, can't fit in a jeep. Use my steps, but it's not with a scene. I got that- the chorus makes up the whole song, but. Yo, I don't know. I don't like being. I don't like girls calling me a damn munch out here. Come what, on. Now. What does that mean? You're not elaborating for the uninformed like myself. Oh, so a munch is a nigga who. Okay, so this is different now. There's two meanings. So it could just mean a nigga who just eating pussy, but it also could be disrespectful as a nigga who just only eats pussy and don't even fuck or anything like, like that. Like he, like what do you wait? What do you? What the fuck does that mean? He only eats like, pussy? like, like, like. Yo, I'm gonna link this shorty to eat her pussy. And- that's it. I'm just gonna eat her pussy and just you know happened. I'm I'm good off of that I'm I'm good you know like that on never I'm, keep, I don't want keep, no head I don't want the box or anything I don't I'm, want wait what that's that's a lot of connotation these, of being these, a munch that's what these kids are doing nowadays niggas is eating the box and I'm not saying that niggas don't can't you can, like a man can eat pussy for enjoyment but like I'm on how I'm on call to eat pussy and go home like I chose I chose this life. <laughs> 
Yeah, you just called. But to be honest with you, I ain't gonna hold you. I heard a lot about you niggas out here. A lot of y'all niggas been munching for a long time eating because you know a lot of you know a lot of niggas back in the days was like, yo, let me just let me just eat it and think they can <laughs> fuck the chick after and she was like, nah, I'm good. I I, I nutted. You be yeah. I don't know how I, I feel like situation. that's though if a girl get that old, that's fine. But I feel like it's so dangerous because niggas really niggas can't take rejection. That's why I'm like, don't put yourself in that situation, mama. I like, yeah, especially I'm, 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 especially I'm, I'm, now just, with, with the song too. She, she called you a munch. At, she's like, thanks, munch. Yeah, nigga might punch you in your face. That's dangerous. <laughs> that's wild. Like not like not me, but I'm just saying like that's crazy. <laughs> I get it, but no, I'm glad. Like, I'm, nigga, like you really sitting here eating a box just to eat the box? That's like, but that's like if it's your shorty, that's different. But it's like you just oh eating, yeah, that's you different. Eating, yeah, like, you eat miscellaneous coochie and <laughs> like what? Like, yo, let me go home and eat that. Yo, what I realized, and we got to shit on the fuzz a little bit. Yo, niggas really do anything to to get with shorty, bro. Oh, yeah, there's definitely some some black niggas that's, that's <sighs> eating, like, eating bad bitch pussy for, for the fun of it. Just yo, because I, I, remember, I, remember, I remember the trend on TikTok when, like, shorties was posting, like, the beginning messages of, of them and their significant others. And the, the the game that niggas was throwing, like, you really thought niggas really was smooth and suave. Like, no, niggas is practically... Begging shorties to fuck with them, oh, no, and that's no. why I kind of feel like that's why I kind of feel like why women don't be be Respect jacking. Let me get what I can from this nigga because niggas out here begging. That's true. There's a lot of key sweats out here. I give you that. So yeah, niggas munching, <laughs> but this shit catchy as hell though. I ain't gonna hold you, bro. After I listened to it a few times, now I just it randomly pop. Oh, you thought I was feeling you? That nigga a month. I ain't gonna hold you. That shit. You know it sounds. And you know you ready to go. You, you already like- know my boy Drake. You already know my boy Drake. Sniper gang. <laughs> Enough. If you know, you know. Well, you know. Go to the song of the week, you sicko. <laughs> All right. Here's our song of the week. If you all listen to this on YouTube, please exit and go to your favorite streaming platform. Whether that is Audio Mac, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Um, oh, Stitcher actually and Pandora actually merged together and created Simplecast. So go listen to Simplecast. We are on there officially now. Um, whatever the favorite streaming platform you have and go listen to us. And if you want, you can go to our website and go to our Apple Music playlist and to listen to our previous song of the week. What's your song of the week this week, brother? Uh, I'm going to just stick with this Khaled album. I got two. We're going to start with the future and scissor track. Beautiful. Yeah. We the best music. Let's put up. Another one. Life is beautiful. Whatever, whatever. Up in that two tone, got me feeling like a chancer. Let it off my sneaky link, let's shred it like my best friend. Pop a bag on her, I'm a sponsor, she my investment. She not the only one without no questions. No. She don't want me with nobody else. She just want me all to herself. She don't want to share with nobody else. Keep going. She just want me all to herself. Make her feel like a superstar. She way above average. I just do with her, cause I'm a barbarian. Soon as I put a paddock on a nanny hall staring. Almost went to therapy, but you was all I needed. I can't even friend you, gave me something to believe in. No more auto models, taking your talent to bleed. You can't up and leave, cause you call a nigga cheap. Every single night we burn stage, cause we toxic. Mushrooms got us outside our body. So used to me swallowing, now you turn her right. 
You should want to be an R&B singer so bad. <laughs> All right, next up, we got It Ain't Safe, Nardo Wick, and Kodak Black. Let's get it. The emergency brakes broke. We the best music. And ain't no stopping the shit anyway, though. Ain't no such thing as red light. Another one. I don't know what's going on. No place, it ain't no stopping this I'm the youngest nigga popping shit They wanna stop the fire, but it's too late This shit got super lit You should see the way I pull it, bitch You should see the way these diamonds hit Nigga, try to touch my chain You gon' see the way this for the kit They don't want no problems with us shit ain't safe They don't want no problems with us shit ain't safe They don't want no problems with us shit ain't safe You don't want no problems with us shit ain't safe I just got hot in here All the witches walked in be with fuck niggas, but I keep my F in. Bro, go move the double off. We got somebody blocked in. Just saw my partner from Atlanta. He said, You fresh as fuck, twin. Swing that still like Jackie Robinson. And we slide home. She's so innocent in real life, but gangsta on the phone. Funny how she say that I'm the dog, but ate me off the bone. I heard her nigga mad. She came home smelling like my cologne. All I know is God ain't no stopping or no slowing down. I don't want that nigga around me if he ain't gon' pow pow. If that Cuban link don't bang bow, I don't want that pretty girl. I sure know how to work them out. We look like some old people. Everybody got a stick. Yeah, two solid Khaled entries for me. What you got, bro? Oh, man. I got a couple. We're going to start with the R&B track first. This is from the new Tank album, Pillow Talking. Tank, Drunk Texan. Here, Mac. Drunk texting. All right. You know, I was, supposed to, I'm, I was supposed to play this song last week, but there was too many good songs last week. So this is off the new Ron Suno album, Suno Mode. This is Ron Suno featuring Ta-Ta, Jane Carter, um, Kyle Rich, Sally. All Suno niggas know the fucking I'm moving, I got the gun in the sweater. Pull up with Tali, we're right on the stretch. I call the bitch, my aim at his neck. Pull up. Yes. I 
Throwing shots, better go pick a header. Jacking the ball, let it off with pedals. Fuck all the odds, better get it together. Going on Sally and Pedder. I'm over, I got the gun in the sweater. Pull it with Tali, go right on the stretch. I call the bitch in my aim at his neck. Pull up. Yes. I'm throwing shots, better go pick a header. Jacking the ball, let it off with pedals. Fuck all the odds, better get it together. Like crowd. I'm on hot, nigga, what's the vibe? Every nigga that I say my name going down. Nigga, rock and send him to the sky. Bitch, like how, like what, like why? Over the dotty face, that shit. I bitch, milk that bitch. If I want it, I'll take that shit. Gotta value your life, I'll take that shit. Alright, that was Ron Suno Sally. Now for this next song, it's like just let it just let it rock out towards the end. You got to, because it's La Russell over here. This is La Russell Hyphy 2020. Hey man, say man, you got a real north side nigga in your premise. HT made the wave. What? Wow. Ah, ah. Hey, wow. Yeah. Hey, look, make some room, I'm a whole lot to take in. Kick open doors, they gon' put me for a break in. I give a game every check that I drop, hey. I wrote this in my robe and my crocs. Throw my own shows and I make my own dance. Velcro on my back, I've been sticking to the plan. No face stats and I never popped a Zan. Bar so cold that the shit probably scan. Play some Mac Dre and you know I'm the gig. Flow water, take a swig. No luck, bitch, we up like the jig. Off the tree, getting ate like a fig. I like head, I like ass, I like tits. I'm trying to change, I ain't shit. They say I'm talking like I'm already rich. I ain't changed, you just a bitch. Ha, my shit doper than a bass rock. Round here we go, done when the bass knock. Open doors, ooh, he's swinging. That shit slap, that mean it's banging. My shit doper than a bass rock. Round here we go, done when the bass knock. Open doors, ooh, he's swinging. That shit slap, that mean it's banging. Go, auntie, go, auntie, go. Go, auntie, go, auntie, go. Go, auntie, go, auntie, go. Go, auntie, go, auntie. If your mama hella ugly, I'm a gig with her. If your granny hella ugly, I'm a gig with her. If your auntie hella ugly, I'm a gig with her. If your cousin hella ugly, I'm a gig with her. If your sister hella ugly, I'm a gig with her. Your best friend hella ugly, I'm a gig with her. If your niece hella ugly, I'm a gig with her. Hey, my shit doper than a bass rock. Round here we go, done when the bass knock. Open doors, who we swinging? That shit slap. That mean it's banging. All right, so that was our song of the week. You can go to our website and go click on our Apple Music playlist to listen to our previous song of the week. But that's not what you're here for. You're here for the people's choice, the people's favorite, Slick. Drop it! I can be toxic, but so what? You gonna love it here. Shit, fuck is you talking about? We have fun over here. It's very fun here. And it's fun indeed. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TSA, the Toxic Service Announcement. And this week... Yes, yes. And this Ooh. week, we are joined by a special guest... Damo! What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? How, how's it going? Damo, you have your podcast. Plug it in, plug it in. 
I do. My podcast is called Hashtag Let's Talk About It. And um, Hashtag Let's Talk About It pretty much surrounds mental health and spirituality, all things mental health, all things spirituality. It's pretty much a space where, you know, we come together and we talk about things where, you know, we don't often talk about mental health and spirituality um, out in the open, especially when it comes to mental health. So I kind of create a space to talk about things that, you know, we're afraid to talk about. Um, out and open and in public. So kind of bringing awareness to um, mental health. Well, you came to the right place. This year? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This 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 might have to come back and be an episode of mine after this one. Yeah. Depending on how this conversation goes. <laughs> well, this, this is a perfect to. space to, to, for your mental health. We give you guidance. Um, this is safe space. Free okay. of judgment. So, you know, me, you're cool. And you came to mm-hmm. me for an event about a certain situation. So the floor mm-hmm. is yours. You can introduce the TSA topic of, for this episode this week. Okay. So long story short, um, we had a, came to you, right? We had a conversation about, you know, exclusivity, right? What does that look like, right? For some people, we want to date, right? And, and meet multiple people so that you get to know them, which is kind of the norm, right? But then you have individuals like me who, you know, who would rather talk to one person at a time, right? And date that way. And then, you know, we go about it. Um, If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But talking to multiple people at the same time, that's hard for me, right? That's just not my type of cup of tea, um, regardless of the time that it takes. So, you know, I've been dating some, this individual who essentially is long distance, right? Um, and for me, I've been, you know, struggling with the whole long distance thing because, you know, not being with someone in the physical, right, being able to have them, you know, as often and as close as you would like to, that often can become difficult. So, you know, I oftentimes have this toxic trait where, you know, I can self-sabotage and, you know, something's not right or I feel like something's up. You know, I have this trait where I can be, it can be flight or fight fight or flight right and sometimes often I'll do the flight so you know I had to open up and have this conversation about exclusivity right and I where these traumas were coming from why was I being so triggered by this long distance relationship by someone who we haven't had the conversation about you know exclusivity but we've been talking for four months right and for me I feel like that is you know it's it's not a long time but it's a long it's time it's a long time it's not a long time but time. (laughs) but also (laughs) also you forgot a major thing Usually you're a one person type of um individual, but mm-hmm. you expressed to me that you're more open to dating more people. I am, but the dating pool today trash. It's it's yes. <laughs> so 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 so, so yes. slick. So yes. I know Dom pretty well. And you know, she she never had a quote unquote a whole face even through college. Uh mm-hmm. she was been a relationship bound yeah. woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wrong with that. I think that going back to your topic of exclusivity, I think that the conversation, first of all, has to be had with the gentleman. I think that mm-hmm. I think that because I'm 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 a relationship guy. This much shit as Brian probably talks about me. Behind my back, I am at my best. I, I operate my best in a relationship, but when I'm single, I'm single, 
and I'm single Fair. until until I see somebody. Nah, when he's single, nah, nah. When he's single, what my boy's slick. Yeah, because what does that look like? Nah, nah, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. My boy's slick. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call him right. Henny Law for a reason. I'm going to be totally right. transparent. I'm going to be totally transparent. I had this one joint okay. on the counter. <laughs> nah, see, we're not doing that. I'm going to tell that whole story. It's fine. You told it on this podcast before. But nah, wait. If I'm single, I'll say I'm single till, I'm single till I'm not in terms of like, if I see something that I really like and we're dating and I'm talking, like, I'm going to communicate, like, all right, look. I might be outside or we might be trying to figure this out, but I see something with you and I really want to know if you see it too. If you tell me you do, then, then that exclusively kind of kicks in a little bit to the sense where it's like, all right, well, I'm not going to be out here wild and overly entertaining if I know that we're working towards something versus if we but, but is that conversation being initiated by you because you are at a point where you feel like now we can no. move forward into something or like, if, is this off rip? Like this is your you let them know your intentions. Like you know, I am a relationship kind of guy. Um, I I only want to date. Like how do how does that conversation come about? It depends on the vibe. Dama, real quick. Yeah, we had this talk, and I told you that is women's number one problem with dating. They never want to have that awkward conversation. But I think of letting 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 them know what is this. Of not wasting my time. Yeah, early. but I think it's a reason for that, though, and I think it's a valid reason for that, right? I think that men and women just work on two different timelines, right? And oftentimes we might—I feel like oftentimes we might fear having that conversation based on probably feeling like you guys may not be where we are. All right, right? And if that, if that, I feel like we often move faster. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I'm a 50, 50 on that. Hey, I, this I, might not, this might not go well for a gender that thinks of them as the prize and the catch. Yeah. Sure. Don't treat yourself that way. I disagree. If, I, yeah, if, I, I if, if the way, the way, the way that, the way, the way that how women are talking in today's society about being the catch and stuff, why, when it's time to delegate what is exactly going on or saying the boundaries is so tough to do. As, as a guy, and I'm breaking guy code about this, is uh-huh. if you allow a guy to not have any boundaries, a guy is not going to set it unless unless is, if that's what he really wants. So, uh, but can we, is that safe to assume that that's every guy though, right? Because, no, 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 no. And when, when we talk, right. we're not saying everything. Okay. There, there's some guys who are clear cut, depending on your age group, mm-hmm. you, you might, you might, you might not be one of the date. Like I know me right now, I can't even do the whole multi-dating thing, especially because I ain't trying to spend all that bread, especially because y'all want to go to the house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. it's not that difficult. You know, y'all want, y'all, want, y'all want to go to catch steak. You, you, don't even know, you don't even know if you like your steak medium rare or no, not. No, <laughs> the problem is that the problem is that men are, aren't as creative. And, and you know I think that's where the money the whole money part comes in. Oh yeah. I feel like a, that's exactly what it is. But, I don't but, think but, it has to. But yeah. to go back to to go back to the um to the question is, y'all do not want to set the standard because y'all y'all have a fear of rejection, y'all fear that if 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 he doesn't want what I want, this is basically over, and it is tough. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh yeah, it's such an easy thing to do, but you have to have those awkward conversations. Absolutely, you have to because that's because then at that point. You can't know. You can't sit here and claim he wastes your time or anything. It's because you practically waste your time by not asking. And and I think the mark that you're in right now, because granted, I'm not asking you within the first couple of dates, 
what are we or what is this type of stuff? You shouldn't because you could scare someone without. Of course, it's but right. definitely, but definitely before this, before, close to the six months marker. Hey, because I know, I know some other, I know some other homegirls who 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 gives a guy a year. We were like, yo, we can date and do all this, but in a year, yo, you're gonna have to establish what what we're doing here. Are we gonna continue this? Mm-hmm. Title wise, mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. and that's why I, I'm I'm telling I've been telling women like, yo, after six months or so, if the homie is not trying to give you a title or anything, mama, it's not it's happening. Not it. It's not <laughs> happening. Exactly. It's so, not it. Y'all mama, six, and and that's where. It, hey, time out, time out. Y'all waiting six months to figure shit out. Y'all both tweaking. <laughs> no, honestly, y'all tweaking. <laughs> Wait, what's the timeline for you? I'm with you. If I like you, right. I, if I like you, I'll tell you after three dates what I'm trying to do. Whoa, whoa, that's that's honest. No, but see, I, <laughs> and, and, but and, and, see, no, I think there's nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. I feel like this is a person who's intentional, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to waste no time. They're not trying to waste no one else's time, and they're making it clear cut. And then at that point, that other individual can decide whether or not this is for them after those three, four, five dates, right? Yeah. And then he can proceed to do as as he so chooses. So I'm like that, but some people get scared. That's fine. So let me ask a quick question, Slip. Mm-hmm. And it's three dates. What's I said, the I said time it could line? be three days. What's the timeline? I said it could be three days. I didn't say it, but if you got remember, yeah, we had this, we've had this we've had this conversation on the podcast before, and I said because we're not just dating, we also are talking, we're texting, we're having conversations. So three dates, but we also could have been the three days could happen over the course of a month or two, and you're still talking. If you talking every day, we vibing like that. I'm like, yo, of course I'm gonna make you my girlfriend. Because I'm gonna tell you the truth about me: the longer I talk to somebody without a clear intention, that could just be somebody I'm just talking to. So well, she might be thinking one thing, and I'm like, oh, we never talked about what it could have been. I got See, that's get, crazy. You gave me opportunity. That's crazy. Said that, by the way. I just said that earlier. <laughs> I know, but that's crazy. To, that's crazy to, to me. It's like, it's, it's, is it not common sense? You're talking to someone every day, but, all day. You're FaceTiming. You're texting. Why do I have to clarify boundaries that I am? I, I would hope that we are already on this, the same page about. I'm Granted, right. a conversation needs to be had moving forward. We're going to be together. Not necessarily because, saying that's the title. Uh, because, Exclusivity, but I mean... As Why a, should I have to jump to feel like I have to have a have conversation to now he, when he I feel like we're on the same page? He could you know? jump, but he could jump too. But it's just a matter because think about it: if you both want, like you, if you both like, y'all get to take that leap. You're just gonna let whatever happen and flow. You giving somebody more of a, a lane to change their minds. Like, oh, well, this person we kicking it. Well, because my thing is, once I say I'm kicking it with you, <laughs> there's, there's you just that's all it is. That's all it is. You're because because at mm-hmm. the point, the moment where I was willing to like go there with you early on, where it's like, all right, we. We own it up now. It's, it's a little bit tougher for me because now it's six months. It's probably more baggage that's being brought into it, and that's why I say for me, once I rock with you, I rock with you. Versus it's like okay, well, we just been texting, chilling, because like, uh, texting could fade out. I've been in a situation with somebody we texted right. for a month, a month long, and it was just we never established what it was, and it's like all right, well, damn, we not really doing nothing. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, and also, right. and also, it also helps me govern myself when I'm outside. Yeah, that's a fact. Now, if, if I don't, if you don't get, if we don't establish what it is, and I don't have no boundary, what makes you think I want me a girl that I find dope as well? Or oh, shorty, I, I, transparency moment. This happened to me in college. Me and this girl, we's real close, real close, but we mm-hmm. never really established. Man, we put parameters on like, oh, we're gonna be together in the future. This other girl applied pressure, and I was at first I wasn't thinking nothing of it, but she told me what her intentions was with me. And it was like, as mm-hmm. we started kicking it, it was like, oh shit, I, I like you too, type shit. And it was like, oh, I could see me doing this. And I didn't want to hurt the other girl, but it became like, yo, I'm going to do what's best for me. What, you know, what right. seems intentional versus like, all right, we just biding our time with this other situation, hoping that it becomes what it becomes. 
you know? And that's because the other, yeah, we the don't other girl that. didn't have we no boundary. Yeah. So and if he if the, if the other girl told him, like, yo, we're going to be a you're mine. Dead. Yeah, you're, you're mine. mine. Sure so even saying. if he meets the other girl, he most likely probably won't even try to have an in-depth conversation to the point where she will confirm and all apply pressure yeah so that's like it I wasn't going with the whole having awkward conversations yeah you got to talk about it because it's like once you put in somebody yeah they know because then they they get determined what they want out of it you feel me so that's my another right. reason why i don't why if i like you i'm intentional because i'm gonna tell you what it is and if you tell me you're not on that type of time all right cool then it's like if you just want to kick it or whatever or we just cut it off because i you know my feelings ball that's fine with me because i already established my point i can move on and know all right cool i, I did like shorty i do like shorty but we she's not on type of time i'm outside or i'm trying to do my own thing i'm you know open to me but like, damn but it's like you would really chat with somebody for two three four months for just chatting just just because you, you know, like it, you're not but, trying to go no, but it's not that just, makes not, no as a, sense as, to as me. a man and as and i think like, so, some, women, some women do it too it's like you can talk to somebody and be like, all right, cool. Well, this ain't nothing. No matter. It, you, and it's like, I'll put it this way. You, a third party could read this. I'm like, oh, that's your girlfriend. That's your boyfriend. I'm like, nah, that's not it. Right. Like, we cool. Right. Like, we kicking it. Like, it's like, that's just the mindset of it. So, like, you, even if your your next partner could find out, oh, you had this, like, oh, what the fuck? Oh, that's my homeboy. Nah, these look a little suspect. Like, nah. Like, I think that was never nothing. Like, it was, it was like, that was, was nothing because we was just chatting. We was just never had a conversation. Yeah, we, was was no it. we hung out. Mm-hmm. It never went nowhere. That's what it comes out as. It never went nowhere. So, that's why you have to have those conversations, in my opinion. And, like, be intentional. I think the people in my life that I'm relationship with right now, all of them were intentional with their partners early on from the male yeah. perspective, too. Like, yeah. the guys was like, yo, I like you. I'm not even trying to be on no bullshit. Like, yo, like, you say the word. That's how I told my girl. I was like, yo, you say the word early on. I was like, you say the word. It's this shit. All this other shit. Like, my phone is dead. It's like, going to be dead. It's going to be dead. <laughs> oh, man. And man I, he had to hang up his jersey, I, man. But that's real shit. celebration. And if she would have said no, if she would have said no, all right, cool. I take that to the chin. If we cool, we but, cool. But this, but I'm moving forward. But this is this goes in the talk that, okay, this is a generalization, so women don't kill me on this, that women don't do well don't have rejection that often compared to guys so they're kind of scared of being rejected because it kind of makes them feel and you can you can disagree with me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that you possibly don't think that you're good enough it could be some self-worth and all that other stuff but y'all don't do well with rejection because y'all don't because most of the time y'all being pursued yeah, not doing the pursuit. Exactly. I, and, and I, I'll be honest to say that that as a woman and, you know, my history, that I will agree with that. I've never really been in this. I've always been pursued, right? I've never been in a situation where I feel like I've been rejected. So, damn, I just can't do this no more. Like, I, I have the fear because essentially it's all been absent, right? It's, it's been absent of me having um, that ability to be the pursuer. That's just never, you know, been a thing. But I think also the fear just comes off of you know you really liking someone right you really feeling like you have this connection this build with somebody um and that they ultimately not might not feel the same way now that doesn't say that i'm gonna keep this going and not have that conversation but you know maybe that i should wait well i'm not saying i should but maybe that i can wait until that six month because essentially that's what i was going to do right but long distance that definitely is heavy right it plays yeah. a big part compared this this conversation would be completely different had this person been in a state right yeah that's um, why that's why that's why I, right. that's why i agreed with the six months with your situation due to right. the fact that it is long distance so it's not like y'all seen each other almost every other weekend right, right? Uh, to really right. build up that bond, bond. right Man. right 
Um, and you're right. a busy person. You do a lot. You feel me? You, you getting that money. You feel me? <laughs> but would you feel more reassured just knowing y'all was on the same page? So this way you could move a little even more freely instead of having to think of keep these because these thoughts weigh on your mind. Even if you because if you say you go another two months with this, but you're still wondering, though, is at six months, what change? Because that's a so question. I, so a little a little insight. So I want to say a couple months ago, you know, I, I was definitely triggered. And of course, past traumas, you know, I sometimes often have um, issues related to trust. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, there was an incident and, you know, I was a little triggered and I felt like I needed to have a flight moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and instead of him kind of running away from me, he was, you know, he kind of supported, he stepped up to it. Um, and he was like, yo, like I'm rocking with you. I'm rocking with you until I say otherwise. Like, this is, this is what I am doing with you. Like, and he kind of kept the whole reassurance. It was never really, uh, an official conversation, but he was throwing things out there that he's never said before. Right. So this kind of kept me feeling like, all right, I'm probably overthinking, being overly anxious, right. Creating all these crazy thoughts that's probably not even a thing right and that this person probably is essentially on the same page as me but essentially because again the distance what is this person probably doing he's like three hours away like it's a, it's a lot that goes into building that trust. connection essentially to the and trust to then have that conversation right i don't never want to feel like i'm wasting being in a long distance relationship that's an investment right like you that you are investing your time and money essentially into trying to make this work going back and forth and the whole nine. So I think for me, I just really wanted to be sure, right? I'm not taking these five-hour trips to D.C. every other weekend, and this is not really even a thing, right? My time is being wasted. He's not really into the the relationship. Like, I'm into the relationship. But I don't really get those vibes. It really just comes down to, all right, now are we at the point where we've kind of established this for the past four months? We've been consistent, right? We've kind of established we are on the same page but we really haven't officially had that conversation. It's been more so comments and, you know, nope, um, things like that. I ripped that Band-Aid off. Like I know. I, I know. Say, that Band-Aid I off. <laughs> I definitely got to We would have had this conversation sure. that two months. I would have been like, all right, had a conversation. Because you don't I, want the gray area. It's a, you, you don't want. Right. As the, look, bro, you know I do the relationship shit. As the relationship <laughs> guy on the podcast, you leave room for gray area. Gray area, you leave room for error. And. I shit be fun till it's not. I put it that way. And so you put in a, a, a compromising position where you got to answer to some shit or answer a question that might go against your mindset. Or you know what? Even better. This this is a classic because men and women use this shit when they get put in this position where it's like, all right, well, what we doing type shit? Oh, mm-hmm. I ain't know I couldn't do that, or I didn't think it was that big a deal because you don't have those those conversations. You didn't have a conversation. Didn't. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could be as mad as you want. But if I never asked you or we never established that, I leave room for error that might intrude on my trauma. And it might not intrude initially if you have the conversation in six months and you right. decide to be a couple. But then what if you find out something that the person did six months, at, at month five while y'all thought she was all peachy keen? That's happened to me in the past. I've done that to women oh, in the past. Wow, where, don't put that in the air. No, but I'm being like, <laughs> but those, real those are real conversations. Real it's re- yeah, it's to the point that. where like, I, like I, but I got with my shorty now, like early on, I, I was intentional. And I brought my bound, like I was, I, you got to make yourself vulnerable. You got to bring your your vulnerability to the table. Like, yo, this is where I've been in the past. I know where you've been in the past. These are my traumas that I've come with. I'm coming to you as a man that wants to be with you. And this is what it is type shit. And did she automatically grasp it? No, but she appreciated that. And it allowed us to kind of, to, to, yeah, to move forward and grow with it. So even if something backtracked and came up, if I, then if I wanted to get upset, 
I had every right to because I came to you and we were, uh, you know, communicating. Yeah, we're on the same points. page. Yeah. And vice versa. If something yeah. came up with me. You set a boundary. Yeah. And, it's, and it's something came up for me. It's like, yeah, you're right. I was, I'm totally wrong. And that we can work on that. But that's why I said, I, I think you guys should have the conversation. I don't believe in like all those times. I'm not going to, like, not unless you're saying, like, I love you after the first day. That's some wild shit. That's some movie. <laughs> but, but nah, you just Haitian. You just Haitian when you do that. Yeah. You know, Haitian niggas. <laughs> Haitian niggas be saying, I love you. I want to marry you. That's that 90 That's that 90 day fiance type shit. But in terms of intentionality and fear, I think that, especially now, like, you said a dating game is trash. I think that there's a, there's a lot of frivolities and a lot of nuance that shouldn't be in, in the conversations of dating today that is there, unfortunately, for reasons we don't have to get into right now. And I think of that you, you kind of have to be intentional just to show people, you not show that person you're not playing. I think that at the end of the day, what somebody wants to know, regardless of how they're moving, is that they're special to somebody and that, you know, that their, right. time, their time will be honored. Because it's like, and, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, nah, I was going to say, because something like that kind of happened like month two, um, you know, where I was like, all right, I, I felt like he wasn't really being as consistent. And, you know, I had to put, essentially not saying put my foot down, but essentially let him know what it is. Like, you know, essentially I am a person who's very intentional about my time. Right. So the, the in and out, the sparing conversations, like every every so often, like that doesn't work for me. And so when I started to kind of back away, I, you know, I had to speak to him for maybe a couple of days. And then he came back, hit me, like called me, actually. It was like, all right, so. Like, let me know what happened four days ago, five days ago when you was in your mood, right? How can we move forward so that that does not happen um, again, right? I don't want you to feel like X, Y, and Z, but this is me in my head thinking all these things are happening, right? But he on a completely different page in DC. Like, we on two different pages as far as me thinking he's being distant, but him just being him, right? It's not personal. So a lot of that really goes into again, being long distance and then being sure that you even want to have that conversation. So I am definitely going to have it um, soon. I'm going to wait until next week when, you know, we are face-to-face. It's definitely a conversation I don't want to have for text and, you know, have that over phone call. But, um, yeah, we'll we'll see uh, where that goes. Yeah, and then, and then um, the, just a, a piece of advice, just be comfortable with the outcome. Just be comfortable yeah. with the truth. Matter of fact, well, not the outcome. Be comfortable with the truth. Whether if, right. whether it is if he wants what you want or he doesn't, just be right. comfortable with that, and at least you are aware you're not living in that gray area. Now you can make the proper decision. To, you can either hey, this was good, but hey, this is what I want. I'm gonna go find it somewhere else, or hey, maybe in the future you might be wanting it. We can continue this, but then you have a more a clearer path of where you want to go with this. And I think that's I think like what Slick said. I think all of us in the dating game want that to have. A yeah. <laughs> to be clear, because, you know, I feel like in the dating game now, it's so much haziness and you're like, you never know right. what the other person is and you don't right. want to get played. So you try right. to have one up. So you trying to have at least something back up yeah. uh, to, 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 yeah. to guard yourself. And as long as you know what it is, I think it should be good. That's fair. Yeah. And I'll normally leave before I feel like, somebody trying to play me but you know that just comes <laughs> that just comes but, but, but i want to touch on something else but you but you always used to be a one person dating type of woman mm-hmm. you're 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 you you would never do the whole multiple dating just to see what's out here so i feel like that essentially so me being self-aware right i feel like that essentially could be one of my downfalls right and that essentially i could be putting myself in a box 
I could be closing myself off um, to essentially possibly finding my person if this person is not my person, right? Mm-hmm. Possibly finding someone out there by um, closing myself off to not, um, you know, exercise the opportunity of talking to, and, and when I say talking, right, we talk about dating, like it's so much that goes into dating. I'm, yeah. I'm talking more so of getting to know someone, right? Because if, let's be honest, that takes a lot of mental capacity, right? That takes a lot of mental space for you to really dig, dive, spend time and get to know someone. So to do that across the board with multiple people, yes, it gets very tough. However, I could possibly find myself to be in a situation where um, I find someone who meets my my interests, right? And my, whatever it is, my expectations and this whole jazz while I'm kind of stuck on somebody, I'm trying to figure out, can I move past the red flag? Right. So it's, 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 it's definitely an up and down thing. I, I want to say um, when it comes to it, I'm not opposed, but I'm also scared. Right. Because like I said, I'm a lover girl. So if I'm, if I'm putting my heart out there, it's going to be, I'm, I'll give you my all. Like it's all or nothing for me. Kind of, kind of, kind of thing. Right. So I can't, if I'm going to show you attention and all this other stuff, it's going to be very hard for me to do that with somebody else. So I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm still young. Right. I have all this time left to go. Um, so it's definitely no rush in finding my person, but it does suck when, you know, you're often being pursued. And, you know, that's also something else, too. Maybe I should step out of the box and be the pursuer sometimes, right? Yes. And not not always. Preach that. I'm not finding the person because they're picking me instead of me essentially going out for what I'm looking for, right? Being in spaces where I am intentional about the people who I want to attract and all these things. So. I've been I've I've been self I'm very self aware when it comes to this dating. It it don't make it suck any less because it still sucks. But you know I think just when you're self aware individually, it, it kind of helps with the process. But it don't make it any easier because of the individuals. So you're always gonna bump and get into something. Never fail. <laughs> it just that. never fails. You gotta look at so it like a game. You gotta do it like for the love of Ray J, like flavor of love. That's how you gotta treat it. Just process of elimination. <laughs> I'm dead ass. I'm de- that's when I'm when I'm when I'm single. That's how I, how I'm. Like, I'm probably giving too much insight to my narcissism, but that's how I look at it. Like, because it's like you think about it when you're dating. Dating is multiple people, right? So you're going to kick it, and when you're dating, let's be honest. A lot of times, a couple people get in there that's not supposed to. <laughs> you, you kicking it. So, you kick. Very true. So it's kind of like all right, cool. that's what you're talking to. Yeah, it's like so. It's like you going to talk to like man, what's, a good, what's a good number B five. Yeah, say like five. Three, right? I mean, for guys, for guys, usually it's three to four. That's crazy. That no, wait, crazy. wait, hold on. For, for women, not okay. for women, it's not. It's not because you got to think for, about for it. With women, is it's a whole. That's not okay. Because guy, I, I'm not sure that got ten niggas on her roster right now, vetting them. I'm about that's, to say, but we look, <laughs> that, and that's okay. the thing, and it's like it's different levels <laughs> no. to it. Because think about it's it, not, exactly. It's different, exactly. It's, and it's different levels to it because it's for women. You got the one that you like, the one that you like that you shouldn't like. You got the the old one that's been around for a minute, and you got dudes that's providing <laughs> services, like they paying for shit, True. they taking you out to eat. Mm-hmm. To a mm-hmm. guy, that mm-hmm. means oh, those niggas is on your roster. For us, it's like all right, it might be one we like or our old thing that we we rocking with, and it might be a new joint that popped up that we met out somewhere, and then you get to that three to five because like all right, it's like a miscellaneous John or some maybe maybe a coworker or maybe somebody you just you know you, you know from around the way and then you got the cool the cool shorty that you met that's just like on some regular like we might maybe we knocking it down maybe we just like hanging out with each other type stuff that but. is a lot that is a lot but that's for, I just said I gave I just literally named I, like we gave you a I named like six I named like six but think about that, that. The, the same way you say that I guess this is like the con this, uh, this is why our these conversations are so powerful when we do these pod it's because like. 
if you were to tell the a guy you were talking to, say it was a different situation, you would have told him, "Oh yeah, I have I have a roster, but there's a guy that takes me out, and I still talk to my ex." And it, it's like, "Whoa, hold on, <laughs> abort mission." So the same way it's a, us having three to four possibly. For you guys having six to ten, it's, it's a lot either way. All right, the water number gotta be bigger. But because women are more prone, women women are more prone to go out with somebody just for the sake of what they can do. A lot of a lot of guys aren't necessarily getting with a woman that could do something for them outside of you know be a flex, if that makes sense. Either a flex or a, some form of satisfaction. Yeah, and, and, a, and a lot of times, part. a lot of and times, also, and also a lot of times, the satisfaction women part are being pursued. Yeah, and a lot Let's of times, see. that satisfaction part, you're not bringing satisfaction outside. I'm gonna link her after I go out with the one I enjoy hanging out with. <laughs> that's valid. That's, that's valid. That's the truth. I, I understand that. But again, the I feel like the needs and the wants from the men and the women makes the dating experience different, regardless. And I feel like them two, you can't compare the two because of the social norms, yeah, not, expectations, that the just just what's a thing. And I put that in quotations. Whatever this dating, how it's supposed to look like for men and women, what we want a man to do, a man to do for us, what y'all want a woman to do for. Like I feel like it's. It's, it's not the same. I think you that's all, I don't think you can compare the two. I feel like I feel like that's not the same because it's, it's different traumas. I think trauma shapes what you want or what you say. What 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 the general woman wants in a man is based on the collective. A lot of times, a lot based on a collective trauma that a lot of women have gone through and had to share that pain with each other. So, and same thing for a man, especially like in this current age, it's like a lot of what men say they want is based on a collective trauma that we're all sharing in because somehow, some way, society became this big ass shared interweb but it's like yo that's not mm-hmm. your experience is your experience my experience is my experience you like what you like i like what i like we don't all have to like the same thing or if not we can go out to the same person that's weird <laughs> Very true. so Very true. that's why a lot of dudes are going after god going after girls who shape like bugs life and a lot of women are, uh, are fucking with fat niggas as scammers it's all aesthetic hey hey it's, just, it's still the tsa it's that's still the TSA. we still gotta get toxic we know we're having a good therapy session but, hey. but I mean, I think that, that that's that's a good part of therapy though too, because it's like, yo, how do you compete with the nigga that's going to drop ten stacks on you? I was watching, I was on TikTok the other day, and this dude was like, "Don't bring you, don't move to Atlanta." The first slide was like, "Cause ladies, your man gonna be in a club." Our our teachers look like Instagram models, but then he's like, he went for the girls. He was like, "Yeah, you live in the high rise with the athletes and the rappers. They buying you shit." I'm like, "Yeah, as a man, that's detrimental to my mental health." I'm like, "Damn," so I don't even got. I, I it's not enough to be a good man no more. I gotta also worry about niggas buying you shit. Right. Things like like how do you compete with that? Cause it's like okay. you feel like. You always got to be at a certain caliber for a woman. Yeah, I feel like you always got to be up there when it comes to pursuing. Mm -hmm. It's like, damn, what makes me better than this nigga? (laughs) And in reality, not a lot of people can access those things without doing something illegal. (laughs) Yeah, but see, I I mean, but this is also coming from a person who I'm not looking at the bags and the money. I'm looking for somebody who's emotionally available. Right. Mm. And that oftentimes is something that women, especially like me. Who, who who struggle, not even say struggle, we don't find often, at least women like me, right, who, who do got great things going for themselves, good head on their shoulders, finding someone who is emotionally available. And normally when it comes to men, that is less than how women, we carry and, and have it. So I think, I don't know, I just, I think that is a big part of it too, right? If you're not emotionally available, but you have a woman who's okay with that and they just want the bags and the money for you to take them on expensive dates and stuff, then that's okay with them. I think, hell, she probably emotionally unavailable wait, too. The, the, but, the problem, you know, wait, wait, Damo, I mean, Damo, 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 one thing, the one thing, the problem, the problem that you're talking about is 
Women like you stay inside. Y'all not outside for us to come get. <laughs> See, I don't know. I disagree with that. I, I would even say that, that we are not. I think that me and the type of man that I'm looking for, we're not in the same spaces. I think that is that. I think that is what it is. Like we're not finding each other because we're not in the same spaces. I can't be with you hanging with everybody from UA at all these brunch spots, and I can't. I'm not gonna find my person there, right? We. Ooh. I can't be going with you to these brunch spots in Brooklyn and Harlem on Saturday and Sundays, and I'm, I'm hoping to find my person. Damn, like, that's Brian, just not going to happen. Outside. I need to step out. Wait, I, I, I know. Been, I, no, been I need to go to bunch? galleries. I, wait, wait, and no, no, wait, wait, wait. Hold no, on. Hold on. Hold on. No. Hold on. Hold on. How did this come back to me over here? I haven't touched a well, bunch. Well, not you. Spot. I'm just saying No, because, you know, the audience. I'm just audience, saying this in general. Is a, this, is, this, is, this is a thing that the audience. Is gonna play but you be me. outside though, yes, Brian, because you do be outside. I at do not be outside. Have you you yes, only you saw do. me one time this summer? No, no, I, two times, but and those are two family times. occasions. Okay. I have not been okay. outside. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, Brian, you but you're known to, uh, but I feel like oh. you are someone known known to be out um outside. And that's just period. Like, I feel like anybody who ha- who knows you, who has you on social media, you just are that individual. And there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Well, Domo, you have like- to go. You have to go to your um, service. It was a pleasure having you. you can go. No, you can, no. We're going to talk, you can we're gonna go talk off about the pod, this, bro. Right? That's crazy. I, yeah, I need, women like me got to go to museums and go to freaking galleries and going to, not saying, it has to be necessarily upscale, but being in spaces where it, it it allows men, you guys, and also me to think, right? I don't want to, I'm, I, I mean, we can find our person anywhere, but I think being intentional about where we go to find these people is important Um, because like I said, just summertime vibe and stuff like, no, a person like me who likes to be inside or like to do those um, low-key kind of activities and stuff like that. You feel me? That is essentially what's going to guide me. But I can't be popping out with you and then expecting to find my person. Like, well, you're not I going to and party. I don't want to pop out nowhere. <laughs> and I'm inside. And, and I'm inside, first of all. In defense of the summer inside. bodies. I think that... I've been I've been inside. I, you haven't you're seen triggered. me at no brunch. Oh, you're, you're going to live this down. <laughs> you're not going to live this down. And I'll Uncle appreciate Brian, you coming inside. to the platform and <laughs> spreading lies about me. <laughs> no lies, Brian. It's, it's it's the truth, and that's okay. And I, I think it's there, there. There are still women who are who have great head on their shoulders, and they they like to be social and be out like that. That's completely okay. Um, but you know this. I don't, but <laughs> I, I I am self-aware to the point where I notice that I, you know, I do need to sometimes step out of my box and outside of my comfort zone and be in spaces that, cre- you know, allows me to be more sociable and sometimes pushing myself too. However, you know, again, the type of men that I am looking for and need, I feel like they're not going to be at your local brunch spot on a Saturday morning in defense with of the DJ those, turning up with you. I just don't. Of, <laughs> in defense of those men, a lot of them have not been in situations where they've been allowed to show that side or they've had to suppress that side. So a lot of times it comes down to like, you know, sometimes you got, it's, it's a little bit of work to get them to unlock that. And I think that's something else we got. You can't shy away from men too going after women. Like you want the woman that's into the artsy stuff. And like, you got to allow them to unlock that. Cause again, you're getting all this negative stimuli about where you're supposed to be outside. But it's like, yo, you're not really finding too much fun. You might you might find fun outside, but you might not find the one outside. So you gotta like um, right. allow, allow them to unlock that. I I agree with you. I just so want to giving time. I haven't been outside at all this summer. <laughs> 
I I'm haven't sorry. gone nowhere. It depends on what, and it depends on how you pull up. Nothing. It depends on how you pull up on something too. If I pull up with you at a party, I'm like, all right, I'm probably expecting party type vibes. And no party right. versus like right. if I pull up with you on like if I see you at like I don't know, like I'm at a luncheon or something like that, or I see you at a, a conference or. Even at the music, you got no hoes. You have a different perception yeah. than meeting me at the club or a party. Well, checking it's, for me out here. Yeah. Oh gosh, <laughs> you really are triggered. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just messing around. You know, I gotta add some entertainment around this. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the real, I mean, I could say the real knows. The real knows where I be at. You feel me? You could catch me on your Instagram story, doing in God's the, work, doing community service, being necessity campaign. Giving back to the community as the good yeah. Christian person that I am. You On heard? Monday through Friday, where are you at? Saturday and Sunday. At your in local Harry Potter store, living no. up, living my dreams of, no, of being a wizard. At your I'm local, at. at your local Brooklyn brunch spot. I don't even know what's hot no more. I haven't known what was hot. <laughs> and all the time I've been outside, you've been you was right next to me. Don't do okay. that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but I know I know Fair. I know you have to go because you 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 know you're I a do. big sister. Oh God! So yes, Damo, thank you once sister. again. <laughs> thank so you, thank guys. you once again for joining us. I'm plugging your podcast again so they can go find you, and I'll add your at in the description so y'all can go follow her. If you're a good guy who's willing to, you know. Not right now, care. not right now, right now. She still got something. Oh, yeah, yeah, in two months. months. <laughs> <laughs> in two weeks, in two weeks, in I'll two weeks. I'll come back. Yeah, so we're going to come back in two weeks after the conversation, and then uh, we'll, we'll go from there. We might have to do another broadcast, okay? <laughs> we might yeah. have to. Plug it in. Hashtag, let's talk about it. Instagram is at the love she underscore the love she gives. Ooh, I like that. Think, Tune in. You know, we, we you know we don't always get toxic <laughs> in our TSA. We do some therapy too, so we will get the <laughs> updates regarding the situation. Um, but like I said, you can follow us on all social media. This might not go well. If any branded deals, business opportunities, please email us at this might not go well at gmail.com. I'm the host with the most B Breezy, aka Poppy Sazon. It's your boy Slick Grace, and we out of here, y'all. Be good. <laughs> Try and tell them we up next, you can't stop that. Uh-huh. <laughs> this your favorite podcast, favorite podcast. Every show is lit, baby. You know what we finna do. Slick on talk that slick talk, he gon' get political. Okay. Do not switch topics, nope. niggas is toxic. Poppy shots don't always say it's something wrong, but if you don't like it, what we saying, nigga? Oh, well, we try to tell you, baby, this might not go yeah. well. <laughs> this might not go. <laughs> hey, hey, that's it, one take. We not even doing it again. Keep that, that's the one.